Hey, it's Grant. Before the show starts today, I want to tell you about Hangover Destroyer. Hangover Destroyer is the only all-natural product medically proven to prevent a hangover. If you like to drink at night and be able to think in the morning, one shot of Hangover Destroyer lets you have all the fun and no side effects. Go to Hangover Destroyer's website, that's hdestroyer.com, write happy hour in the coupon code, and get 30% off your order of Hangover Destroyer and seize the dawn. This is the happy hour. I'm your guest host, Eve Tro. Grant Morris is off gallivanting somewhere overseas. I will not disclose his location. Happy Hour is part of the family of shows on the podcast network, itsneworleans.com. Brought to us today by Petite Pet Care. If you're going out of town or you have a schedule that keeps you away from home, the folks at Petite Pet Care understand that some pets are fine going to a kennel or doggy daycare, but others prefer the comfort of their own home. For loving care when you're not there, Petite Pet Care. Find them at PetitePetCare.com. When you walk into a bar in New Orleans and pull up a bar stool, you never know who's going to be sitting on either side of you. What you do know is, no matter what they look like, what they're wearing, whether they just got out of a limo or out of jail, they're going to be happy to talk to you. Because that's New Orleans. And this is Happy Hour, a cocktail-fueled 60 minutes of random conversation with folks who have hmm, nothing in common other than we're all New Orleanians in a bar, in this case Wayfair, on Ferret Street. Wayfair is a restaurant and bar serving handcrafted food and spirits where Chef Kevin White puts fine dining into a sandwich. That's not just some sort of bullshit slogan. Chef Kevin White is a fine dining chef who's cooked alongside Mario Batali, among others. When you have a guy with this kind of fine dining experience making a sandwich for you, believe me, it's a whole other thing. The bartenders here make a bunch of awesome Wayfair special cocktails, and they have a three-hour happy hour every day, 4 to 7, Wayfair on Ferret Street. We've got a great lineup of guests today to just have some rambling conversation in our beautiful city of New Orleans. Is everybody pretty happy to be here? Oh, yeah. Totally. Oh, yes. oh, yeah. Exciting. So I'm going to go around the horn and just introduce our guests, and then we will happily hour it away. I have with me uh, our first guest, Travers. Why don't you say hello? How are you? Well, I'm just fine. How are you, more I'm importantly? I'm making it busy as always, but, you know. We've already discussed the double phone right. system that, that you employ. Yeah. You're that guy. Yeah, no, it's just, you know, one's the bat phone and one is the work phone. So I feel like I need to carry it with me all the time. The Both bat phone is not the work phone? No. So in your off hours, you're Batman. Right. That Batman is not your job. Right, right. It's just Christian your hobby. Bale. Right, yeah. my hobby. Right. <laughs> one's the phone that I tell everybody, call me on this line, but more people have that number than actually have. Does now. New Orleans have a traverse signal? Like, is it a I big mean, six? I, I would, <laughs> what is that's it? actually good. That would be great. I would love it. They don't, but if, they, if, you want, you. if you want to get on the crusade for that, knock yourself out. All right, great. And sitting next to you is our lovely co-host for the day, Sarah. Hello, hello. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I was once a guest on this show, and then I became a co-host. God, quick promotion. We promote quickly and from the inside here I at the happy hour. I am the sales rep for Covington Brewhouse, delicious local craft beer. So you're familiar with happy hours. I am very familiar Quite with familiar. happy hours, yes. And next to her, we have a lovely woman in lovely headphones. <laughs> you are. 
Heather Hansen. And how w- would one describe you in 140 tweetable characters or less? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Throw out your Twitter handle, too. Maybe you'll pick up some Yeah, followers. I know. Her Twitter, uh, ha- Twitter right. handle is Presentry, which is right. just like this lovely right. musical is, phrase. Yeah, it's kind of a joke. That's a long story. but um, <laughs> We got time. We I got an, an hour. Anti-disciplinary artist. That's what I like to say. Anti-disciplinary I have a lot of interests. Yeah. Anti-disestablishmentarianism. Does anybody remember hearing that that's the longest word in the dictionary when they were kids? I believe you. It sounds right. I had to change my password for something today, and it it required a 15-character phrase or word with numbers and capitals. It was so confusing, and I went went with anti-disestablishmentarianism and then some numbers. And next to her, we have our musical guest for the day. Hello. Hi, Darcy. I'm Darcy Malone. How are you? (laughs) We're about to be better once you play a little bit for us. I uh, was a little worried before we started. We couldn't find Darcy and her accompanist, Chris. And then Sarah discovered where they were. Well, I I went to the restroom before the show. Where all things are discovered. And all of a sudden, I heard a little little ditty coming out of the other restroom. And so I figured the band was in there just rocking out. Just a little pre-show rock out. As we entered, one of the guys was like, I see nothing. (laughs) Whenever a man and a woman and a guitar go into a bathroom, you don't want to know what happens. Right. <laughs> and this is actually my husband and uh, even worse. Chris Boy. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I just made it worse. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, you guys could cut your album in there. I mean, people are always recording really good to me. I was places. in the other restroom. I was rocking the out. The acoustics were great in there. I would say tweet it out, but Facebook for you guys. I know. Facebook okay. for you guys. Twitter list, it's okay. We can right. get on the Twitter. Right. Darcy Malone and the Tangle. That's it's a right. great name. Thanks. Tangle is such a fun word. I don't Where'd know. Where'd you come up with that name? <laughs> well, it's actually funny. We we went back and forth on what the band name would be because that is such a hard task oh, yeah. to find a band name. And we literally fought. And, and then <laughs> one day we walked out of our apartment and there was a bag hanging on our gate that said Tangle's. Huh. We were like, oh, the tang, like the tangles. Uh-huh. That's what is tangles though? What is I that think about? It was a for? hair salon. Like okay. a, <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. A, a but it sounds somewhere. good. The tangles. But then we I were like, like yeah. well, we mix every genre in our music. Like we, you can't really peg us to one genre. So we thought a tangle of sounds, a tangle of genres. I like it. it. It's well. funky. It's fresh. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. I like it. Everybody's going to hear it too momentarily. I, I think. know, I know. Right. It seems like a cue for a song. Right. Maybe right. we just start with there a song. You go. Let's hear it. All right, Why I think not? we're gonna yeah. we're gonna mix it up. Here we go. Do you cross the
gonna leave it all behind and keep crossing, crossing that line. Uh, ooh, 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 family here and my sister happened to be friends with him okay and he was in a band at the time an instrumental mm. band and we actually met at where was it Bugsy's. Bugsy's in Metairie. Oh, Bugsy's. Hey, come on. That's right. That's and did right. he ever write you love songs on the oh, guitar? Yeah. No, actually, we started off as best friends well, and we're co-writing together. And uh, then we and realized, when you, oh. you know, when you were singing and he was playing guitar and y'all were staring longingly into right. each other's eyes, you just knew. We just knew. Wow. <laughs> well, so at the home, you know, if y'all live together, do y'all just practice all the time and go around the house and sing and yes only now it involves a screaming two-year-old so we, we are now singing more we're making up like kids songs, kids yeah. songs okay. in the house which that's is, so much fun it's fun he's, he's loaded with them song. they that's are awesome. they're gems is there a favorite so far um the bath song is um <laughs> how does the bath song go <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's kind of a rap, and it's like oh, there you go. I like this. I like <laughs> where this is rap. going. Venture out. It's 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 
Yes. Um, well, I'm a real player from downtown New Orleans. I keep my girls chilling. I keep my girls calling. He's a boy. All the other players, you know, like to say, we gonna take a bath and then we gonna play. Now break now. Oh, chick. And then we go into who's got a hiney, bitty, bitty hiney. You're holding him at the same time. Yes, dancing around. Oh, my God. that goes with He loves it. He loves it. Right. And Darcy, you said you're from a musical family, too. Yes. Because your dad. My dad is Dave Malone of the Radiators. So I grew up in the New Orleans music world, so it was inevitable that right. I was going to want to play And we music. got the two natives here. So <laughs> I'm wondering if you, Travers, also grew up listening to or going to Radiator shows. I did. I mean, I know who the Radiators are. Yeah. Yes. You yeah. know, um, yeah. No. I know who they are. I didn't know that was your you father. You were shaking yes, your little tiny at the yeah. Radiators My show. dad was a golf pro. It wasn't hereditary. People, I think, think me and my brother are ringers in golf tournaments. They're like, oh, come play on our team. It's like, really? You don't want us, you know. <laughs> really? It wasn't passed down from generation to generation. Did your dad try, though? And you, Did you guys he try? tried. We were just woefully mediocre. You know, I enjoy <laughs> playing like everybody else, but I'm like a hacker like all the other people that are at Audubon or all the local courses. Well, yeah. So. That's kind of good to know, though. I mean, I think when yeah. you have parents who did something, it also raises this, who did something at a high level yeah. and were known for it, it gets this thing in you about, like, what are you going to do? And you, you start thinking maybe earlier about what you're going to do when you grow up. Did you guys, Darcy true. and Travers, ever like know what you were going to do when you grow, grew up or what you wanted to do? Did you wind up doing it? I, I did. So I, far? you know, as a child, I went to radiator shows and Fister Sister shows. My mom was in the Fister Sisters at the time. The so. Fister Sisters. Yes. Wow. And I knew. I just want to make sure I got that right. Yes, right. It's PF, right. The old Fister Sisters are here. Right. They're Sounds not like a dirty fraternity name for like a sorority girl. That would the be intentional, yes. They sing like Mr. Sandman. You know? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. But I always. And it was a local band, is that right? The they, Fister. And they yeah. still are. Yeah, yeah they yeah. still are. That's but um, I, I, I always <laughs> knew I wanted to sing, and I, I used to sing with them <laughs> as a child. So, yeah, I knew that's what I wanted you to knew. do. It was just. Yeah, it had to happen. Very cool. Did you give up golf early and say like? Well, oh. I still play golf. It's just not. I can't do it for a career. But um, when I realized I wasn't going to be quarterback of the New Orleans Saints, it was time mm. to do something else. Mm. You know, so yeah. I fell into kind of what I do now. Yes. It just didn't seem like a nine to five job. So my dad didn't work a nine to five job working in the golf world. So you know, he didn't go to work at nine every day and come home at five in a suit and tie. You know, he kind of did his own thing and kind of pushed me and my brother into, hey, do what makes you happy. So, yeah, you know, I do it. I'm very happy. It's great. The yeah. station's great. I love everything I do, but it's definitely, you know, it's definitely not a nine to five job. How long have you been with the station? 11 years. Wow. Yeah. So. And where did you start school? off and where are you now? Monroe, Louisiana. Okay, Maybe nice. not the best place. Great. It's fine. It is what it is. It's North Louisiana. It's fine. Um, very different from New Orleans, as I'm sure most of you all are aware of. Then I went to Jackson, Mississippi, which I loved. It was great. Um, and then I've been here. And I've been in television for, I guess, 16 years. Wow. Yeah. We're going to toss to Heather because uh -oh. you're also in a field that seems like it's something people kind of know they want to do in a lot of cases, dance. If you don't yeah. get in early, there's sort of this idea that you can't be professional mm -hmm. in dance unless you know from age three or something. <laughs> don't believe the hype. Really? <laughs> yeah. But did you dance as a, as a young girl and then come into it in a different way? Yeah. yeah. Uh, my sister had a dance school. So I grew up, you know, twirling batons, doing hula dance and all those kind nice. of uh, very Americana 
and uh, went to college on a dance scholarship and kind of got disenfranchised with it at a certain point. But later, a few years later, I went to Japan and my teacher at that time was uh, 90, 93 years old when I first moved there, still teaching every week. And he used to say, you know, and I was at that age where I was like, okay, my career is pretty much over in maybe four or five years. And he would say, you know, your dance is going to get better with age, like wine. And here's this, like, 93-year-old man still teaching, and he was just, he was such a beautiful dancer, and he was still performing. Mm -hmm. uh, so that, that completely shifted my whole paradigm about that. How long were you over there? Uh, five years. Wow. Yeah. It's got to be interesting. Very. Yeah. <laughs> Very challenging, yeah. And where were you again? Where was it? What city was it that you were in? Uh, Tokyo. Okay. Yeah. A friend nice. of mine lived. A friend of mine lived in the. He lived in Taiwan, and he goes, "It was the hardest thing ever because he goes, my wife would go shopping, and she couldn't decide what to get at the grocery store because she didn't know the language. Right. So he goes, just the customs, the culture, everything. It was just, it yeah. was, it was a great experience because it was wild and it was difficult at first. Yeah, everything's opposite. Yeah. What were some of the favorite, favorite meals you had over there? Did you start cooking the? Oh yeah, um, I I lived across from a tofu place. They call it tofuya, mm. which is like living across from the bakery, or you get tofu fresh every morning, and it's so delicious. It's silky and like the most amazing texture. Um, so that was probably my favorite thing. I was eating tofu like three, four times a day. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, which is not what you grew up eating, I'm guessing. <laughs> no, and uh, uh, there were a lot of strange things. The, the least favorite thing. Um, when I was pregnant with my son, uh, my mother-in-law took us to dinner at a very fancy uh, sushi place, and I was already a little bit squeamish about eating sushi, being pregnant, and she she ordered this like very fancy thing on the menu, and, and they bring it out, and it's this live fish, and its oh. mouth is gaping <gasps> open, it's like, you know? <laughs> and, oh, no. and it has slices in the stomach, and they're just taking their chopsticks and like poking <laughs> at it. <laughs> and I just, you know, made a beeline for the bathroom. I was like, oh my God, oh, God. <laughs> vomit everywhere. So that was yeah. the last time I ate sushi there for a long time. Whew. So. Well, we think of New Orleans as this place with a really strong culture. In Japan, totally. Yeah. It's such mm -hmm. a strong culture. Like, you can't, things are really yeah. different. But people sometimes feel that way when they come here. They yeah, feel they like do. it's so different, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. There are those things that, that if you're from here, been living here a long time, just feel normal. Like, you know, having a drink at 4 o'clock on Heck any yeah. given weekday. It's just like, <laughs> well, of course. And you've probably not really been back to the office since lunch, even. It's <laughs> totally normal, too. Uh, yeah. but, and did you come from Japan to New Orleans? Or some stops in oh, between? Oh, many stops along the way. Yeah, that um, I came here from France, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah. Do you have your own dancing school here? No. Okay. Uh, no. I'm just practicing, just my, practicing my own artwork now. Very cool. And do you, uh, you do ballet or what type of dance? Uh, what I'm doing now is combining visual art with uh, sort of contemporary dance. Okay. So uh, it's hard to describe in words, but what I I draw as I dance. Oh wow! And so I create these sort of graphic patterns, like uh, using my body geometry. Wow! So how many languages cool. do you speak? Uh, English, uh, Pig Latin, <laughs> <laughs> like one and a half. Uh, Franklish and Japlish. So yeah. 
spoke at least three languages yeah everyone every or at least single can person them if they oh yeah speak them fluently right oh yeah we can do accents americans yeah, <laughs> we have a lot of accents right. we in new orleans we speak uptown we speak, there you uptown. Go. We speak west bank yeah yeah cajun you got some cajuns around here we have our languages hey we yeah are, that's true we well versed that's yeah that's very yeah. true international <laughs> states of louisiana yeah totally. Totally. i think it's just proximity i mean if mississippi was speaking another language and that's texas was speaking mm-hmm. another language, you would have to learn it it's oh, just yeah. like part it's, of it's living everywhere in a, you go though yeah. i mean like you know when i first when, when i was younger and i started off in television i moved to north louisiana and people are like said oh, you, talk funny. you sound crazy i'm like what do you, what do you, <laughs> you sound, sound like crazy. to me you know yeah. i mean it's just it's wild right? no, do you know, feel north like louisiana is right because i went to school in natchitoches yeah. oh, same yeah. thing oh yeah, yeah. and they thought like, you talk funny yeah they're like what are you from brooklyn right like, but do you feel like in new orleans because you have that new orleans sounding voice that that like people like that like people like their broadcasters to sound like they're from here <laughs> I guess so. I mean, I guess I, I, I hope they like it because this is what I sound like. Have you ever tried? I, mean, I guess. I guess be you know more what? Walter Cronkite I, or something. I think when I worked in places outside of New Orleans, I did. But I mean, you fall back into it and you talk to people. I mean, it's everywhere. You know, you talk to people who work in Boston or you talk to people who work in New York where they have strong dialects or accents. And the people who work there, I mean, granted, they have people who have Brian Williams type voices. Absolutely. Yeah. But then you see somebody doing a report in Boston and they have that you know that thing boston like accent and it's like oh okay this guy's clearly from the northeast up here you know because he sounds like it right. same thing when you go to texas you'll go watch a tv uh-huh. station sometimes in you know san antonio and you're like okay i can tell this guy's from texas there's nothing yeah. wrong with it i mean right. people there are, are used to it so right I, I guess i always wonder if they try to beat it out of you i think yeah. they try you know? at a certain point <laughs> it, you like, know yeah. Maybe if I worked in the Midwest, I'd be like, hey, you gotta, you know, you gotta sound <laughs> more a like, bit of Chicago, more like, like you're from down, Missouri, right. Yeah. right? yeah, there's all that, that kind of thing with that. I don't know where that, that comes from, that the idea of what an accent, like, it's what it carries, right? right. It's like what it says about you or mm-hmm. something. Somebody right. told me the best line when Matthew McConaughey won the Academy Award. They uh. go, who would have thought that a guy from East Texas with a thick Texas accent would have won the Oscar, the Golden Globe, and everything right now? A guy who's never once, you know, said, eh. I mean, make sound more LA. I mean, he's got a Texas drawl still. Right. Yeah, I right. love that. Right, I have to I do love too. it too. <laughs> All the ladies. Oh yeah. Hey yo. Ladies will love him if he had a New York accent. Oh yeah. Right. I have a question for you. Yes. Growing up with your dad in a big band in mm-hmm. New Orleans. So you started going to shows when you were really young, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And so you probably <laughs> were exposed to all types of stuff, and just you know, you're backstage. There's all kinds of cool, crazy oh, stuff yeah. going on, and I you're in these bars and lots of things. Probably more than what a what a kid should probably see. But yes, um, I grew up 
even as a baby going I mean I've been going to jazz fest since I was festivals yeah um but yeah even and you've met all kinds of people and yeah well I know I I know them all pretty well just because of my dad you know just hanging out with with like Dr. George John Porter was your babysitter. And, yeah, exactly. Just cool stuff like that. You know? <laughs> no, but I did have, uh, as a child, I hung out a lot with like Marsha Ball and Charmaine oh, wow. Neville and, you Get know. Get out of here. Nice. A lot of people. Yeah, but that's my just dad's so cool. a likable guy, so he knew them all. And mm-hmm. um, it, was a, it was a fun childhood. You mm-hmm. know, I got to be a part of really neat things that probably so kids aren't normally a part of, yeah. you know. At, at the bars I probably shouldn't have been to, but I was there, you know, playing pool with some drag queens and bums. Yeah. And I thought you have they a lot of really stories. Cool. Oh, yeah. I have tons You're of stories. very well-rounded. Probably better suited for off air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not going to go into we'll take them. We're not. We have no FCC regulations in play here, so if you want to tell a story, well, we're not no, going to stop it you. Just, you know, just being a kid and being, my biggest memories are, are a lot of the bums, like being on Maple Street for mm. Maple Leaf and Carrollton Station, and remember Muddy Waters was oh, there, remember that bar? Oh, I not the actual Muddy Waters. Not the no. actual. I was like, oh, wow. yes, I sat and spoke with Muddy Waters. It was for, a yeah. club called Muddy Waters. Yeah, yeah. But that's, you know, it was pretty neat to get to know all these interesting people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my peers who are my age that are also kids of musicians. Mm-hmm. Very cool. We've stayed very close. We used to do this show called The Chillins, and it was Chillin'. myself and my dad and my brother and then Andre Bourne and Spencer Bourne mm-hmm. and Annie Clements and Cranston Clements and... You know, it was, it's really cool. It's wow. a cool community to be a part of. And I will say that I think the New Orleans music community as a whole is very supportive of one another. Oh, yeah. It's just, it's a cool place to grow up in. I hope I hope my son gets to see all the good sides of yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. Know? And when you were around your dad, you know, going out to different restaurants and this and that, would people always go to him and be like, oh, hey, how's it going? Or can I get your autograph or things like that? Yes, we did get lots of free meals, which was nice. There you go. <laughs> That's you know, a bad nice. thing. So, but yeah, he, he was a well-known guy and a liked guy. He still is. And, um, and so, yeah, we would, he, got, he gets recognized. Wow. That's cool. A lot. Well, I think, we all, I think we yeah. all take it for granted to some extent that New Orleans is just like a city of characters. Totally. Too. Yeah. totally I is. mean, it really is, no matter where. I mean, it, it, like you said, if, if somebody's dad was a musician or if their dad was a lawyer who worked in mm-hmm. a big law firm, there's characters everywhere. Everywhere. No matter, and I mean, you know, not no offense to people who grew up anywhere else, but well, it's just, it's was, very generic and cookie cutter sometimes, you know, whereas. I'm so jealous of people who grew up in New Orleans because yeah. I grew up in a small town. I know that Heather did too, and it's like, you know, you don't get a sense of what the world has to offer in some ways. I think you do get a lot out of growing up in a small town. But what was that like for you? Because you went from that to being this international dance person. There certainly weren't any role <laughs> models for that around your small town in Idaho. Uh, I think it, you know, it just kind of created this super intense curiosity in me, being really sheltered like that. So once I was out of the house, I just went wild. <laughs> yeah, went everywhere. Um, but, you know, there are... There's part of me that really enjoys being in solitude, being in nature, being in this kind of quiet situation. So you're used to that. Yeah. Um, and I had a friend recently who asked me if I was going to ever go to Burning Man again. It's been like six, seven years since I went. And 
I was like, you know, I kind of live in Burning Man. <laughs> I totally feel the same way about New Orleans. Yeah. People, people from New Orleans are going to, to Burning Man, which our listeners don't. You, I, mean, I would like, love to see you cover Burning Man right, as a right, news event. Right. You could set up a whole like TV station right. well, I'm sure. reporting from. I, I mean, mean, I know what it is. I've just never. A, a girl I know who's from New Orleans actually went and just, yeah. it, it just wrapped up. Is that right? I think so. In yeah. August, it's this yeah. big festival out in the desert. Right. It's sort of like self-imposed exile of crazy artists. Right. It's like, yeah. but yeah, I feel like. I live I think 50,000 people and it's yeah, sold it's out I saw city, yeah. Right? yeah it's expensive wow. I mean I don't need to leave home to get my weird on anymore it's just don't have to leave home to get my weird on you just, on. Right you just wrote a bumper sticker right there <laughs> yeah. go to a coffee shop there's gonna be some guy that shows up that looks like right. Uncle Sam or a pirate Absolutely. don't necessarily need to get anything more exotic right. no, you are here. guaranteed to walk outside and see something weird uh, yeah. I mean let's all look outside right now especially on Fritch have you seen anything weird not yet but I've all right, I'm, I'm going to my back is to the window so you guys are on weird watch. It'll I just want you to feel free to interrupt <laughs> the next time you see something weird and I bet by the end of this show uh, we're going to come up with something. <laughs> we will. Did we you will. have to caddy growing up? I didn't caddy, but I mean I grew up at a go- I grew up at golf courses uh, though. Okay. I was joke I love the movie Caddyshack growing up. <laughs> and I know it was, you know, a comedy Bill Murray, but I mean it's just there's so, like so many truths to it, though, really. I mean, because you had the Blue Bloods, you had the guys in the cart shed, you had the Playboys. I mean, it was really, it was, it was, it was wild to grow up and experience, you know, I think the life that I experienced through, like you, in through my father, house. right. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. you just get to meet all walks of life, and it was fantastic. But I mean, you, I think that when you move other places and as you grow up, uh, you, you realize that it's great to see all these things and have your eyes open to all these experiences yeah. just mm-hmm. because, I mean, we do live in a great place and it is full of characters. I mean, you're right. I mean, there's going to be a guy hanging out on the corner who's going to be <laughs> interesting out here today. And it's just, you don't see that other places. And when people move away, I think that mm-hmm. they do it for various reasons, whether it be a job, a relationship, mm-hmm. their kids, you know, a guy that we used to work with at the station moved to Tulsa, Oklahoma. And he goes, it's fantastic for my family life. My kids have a great public school system. The cost of living here, he goes, we have a house that would cost 800000 in New Orleans. It costs like, you know, a fraction of that in in <laughs> Tulsa. But he goes, there's just no character charm. Well, no you offense to Tulsa. It. Then you got to bring it, goes, it right. you know? You got to like, he you got to. Yeah. It's just different. He goes, it's not better or worse. It's just different. And he goes, after living in New Orleans for a long time, it's just tough. It's a tough adjustment. Mm. Yeah. And I wonder that about people who do have to move away for various reasons. Who, If you can bring that New Orleans to to a place. I think of like the people who had to move away after Katrina and like are they mm-hmm. still able to like bring that? But if you're only the one, if you're the only one you're right. going to feel kind of weird. Like yeah. if you're the only one dancing at a show, you well, know what I mean? Is I'll that say after after Katrina, we ended up going to Austin because we thought, well, the next best place cool for spot. a band yeah. would be Austin. Oh, I know. Right? Sarah, I used to live there. Sarah's to live there. Yeah. I love Austin. We love we loved it too, but I will but, but <laughs> I'm going to say I, you know, for us, we still felt like that element of what the soul that New Orleans has. Oh, yeah. It just, it, it, you can't recreate it anywhere else because it's only here. Yep. And as mm-hmm. cool as Austin was, and, you know, their their motto was keep Austin weird. And all, and we were like, it's not that weird. It's kind of forced. Exactly. I feel like if you have to have a bumper sticker <laughs> talking about how weird your place is, then it's like, it's not that it weird. It feels like you're making, like, this is weird and you'll yeah. believe it now. Right, right. A little force is but a good But we way were like, it. man, we're too dirty for this place. <laughs> <laughs> we're really weird. We need we're to go back to weird. the gutters of well, New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah. And I know Heather sort of felt like moving back to New Orleans was like, 
uh, you know, basically, if you couldn't live overseas, this was the next best thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're the only, yeah. I was here in New York, and, and this is a better option. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. With a kid and everything. Oh, yeah. With the, how old is your And they don't have po' boys son? out there in New York. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they probably right. do somewhere, but. <laughs> uh, yeah. he, he's 17. Oh, wow. He's a student at NOCA. Yeah. And he's just in heaven here. He loves it. So, yeah, what's he, what does he like about New Orleans? What's your family life here? Because you're saying a lot of people feel like they can have a family life somewhere else right. or benefits, but there are benefits yeah. to raising kids here, too. Oh, it's great. I mean, it's a great, you know, New Orleans, I think, in the New Orleans metro area is a great place to raise kids. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I mean, well, you know. You guys, what do, what do you guys do for fun, you and your family? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, we like to sample all the new restaurants that are popping up every week. Oh, yeah. um, and we're, I mean... We like theater. He's in musical theater, so we Is that his emphasis at Noca's awesome. musical theater? Yeah, yeah. And wow. I just, you know, we, we moved here from Paris, and he had a real hard time socially. I, he was just kind of the weird, you know, half Asian kid <laughs> and, and, and American, and, and the kids were like, uh, held him at arm's length. And he had some very good friends, but generally it was hard. So, and he, he moved here, and people were like, oh, my God, you're awesome, you know. And he just has this, like, gang cool. of friends that he's constantly engaged in social stuff. He goes to every dance, you know. He's in, he's, That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I just love it. He's so much happier. Um, is he at NOCA so, full-time, or is he at another school as well, too? No, he goes to uh, IHS in the okay. morning and NOCA in the afternoon. NOCA is such an asset to oh, the world. Yeah. People, I mean, it really is, right? They're so and they're expanding. Truck. Well, they're expanding, yeah. too. Did you know that they're, like, am I right? You probably see it. They're expanding. Yeah, it's yeah. Into yeah. That, right. Tell but me I mean, what NOCA yeah. is. I'm sorry. Oh. I don't know New what Orleans NOCA is. New Orleans Center for the Creative Arts. Okay. Yes, it's it like used the to be Uptown. It's like the movie Fame. It's New Orleans version. So all the kids that are really good at whatever kind of art they go to NOCA. I've always thought, too, arts high schools are interesting because I'm like, is this a way to keep the weird kids away from the normal kids? Like a secret play to keep like oh all those God. crazy artistic kids away yeah. from our good, you know, straight, straight laced lace. kids. Totally. Um, obviously, that's not conscious, but I just think like, oh, that's sort of a funny but they way to think about kids it. kids from all over. I mean, from yeah, yeah, private true. schools to public schools, they do like half a day. So, like I mean, like like Harry Connick mm -hmm. Jr. went there. Anthony Mackey, the actor, you mm -hmm. know, was from New Orleans. You know, I think did theater at at NOCA, where they go like half a day to the school, then the other half yeah. at NOCA, and it's just, I mean, it really is a great. They're a lot more the open now, too. Yeah. They used to be, at, like, when I was a child, They um, it was very particular. You had to go to certain schools to get to go to NOCA. Mm, you were right. in the district. Like, Did you go? I didn't get okay. to go because oh. of where I was oh, going. I went okay. to Lusher, okay. which was an art school in right. itself, but then I ended up going to Sacred Heart, and, okay. and they were not going to allow you to leave half the day to yeah. go to NOCA. So huh. it was different. But now, mm. and now they're going to have... It's a school now. Now, like Noka, you're going to be able to go to school yeah, there. School. You don't have to go That's awesome. half That's a so day. That's so great that they have that oh, here. Oh, it's amazing. And yeah. all the food stuff, there's all, there's all this emphasis now on really professionalizing the food culture in New Orleans that way too. Yeah, I, they I have saw, a food truck. I was, I, that's what it's I was so saying. I haven't been to it yet. So Noka has a food truck and then there's like more and more training programs for young chefs. There's wow. one opening right by, we're at WDSU, we're on uh, nearly circle at Howard yeah. and Barone. Well, at Howard and Carondelet in that old arts building, right, that was shuttered for forever. Yeah. They're opening some kind of, it, it's tied in with the Brennan family. I think it's mm -hmm. like like an incubator for young cooks, chefs, cool. everything. Yeah, I mean, wow. it's in the construction right now and it looks like it's going to be a Very fantastic cool. 
concept. Wow. So wait, the food truck at Noka, it's actually run by the, the students? students? Yeah. So every day at so. lunch, you know, people go and oh, no the way. students yeah, and they, right? Yeah, and they mine. park it at one night a week in front of the Faubourg Wine Bar. Oh, good. That's on, okay. uh, and they Take go five. and they get yeah. it. That's awesome. I'm a huge food truck it's person. So good. Are you? Which yeah. ones do you like? Oh, Taco like Loco. Ta- Taco Loco. Well, so let me tell you. So where we're located for work, we're right on the edge of the CBD, like Calliope or the Pontchartrain Expressway is the cutoff, and we back up to that. So until they put these new rules in place, food trucks couldn't go in the quarter or the CBD, but they had like a grace period. Like they could go like 200 yards huh. into that. Like, so it was right bit. there at the corner of Carondelet, right by the Exxon, yeah. right there I've at least circle. that before and it's they'd always go, packed. Well, they'd go right there and so ah. they'd park. So every day we have a different one. There's like a Ooh, burger fun. one, like Foodie Call, Taco yeah. Loco. I mean, the crepe one that, that's parked on Broadway a lot comes by. That so, is I mean, so good. We're all like, we love it at work because you walk out the back parking lot and they have it's food trucks right day. there. Yeah. Taco Loco, though. Taco I, will, Loco. I will probably say our, our fiddle player works at Taco Loco. <laughs> <laughs> what do y'all get I'm, at Taco Loco? <laughs> What's your go-to? The brisket. So. Brisket tacos. It's got a name. It's got like corn, but it's got oh, like yeah. a funny name. Like you have names for stuff like, yeah. Yeah. you know, but yeah, it's the brisket tacos. Oh, that falafel. So. I'm going to give a call hungry. out. Just to give them a shameless plug here. I know, right? Maybe they'll bring us some. Maybe that's what Please, if you're listening. Bring us all tacos. To be fair, we're at Wayfair, which has amazing food it does and of itself oh, i was praising the knuckle sandwich before yeah. but again this is new Orleans. we can have double lunch right Heck yeah. we can have second dinner second you lunch, eat and then you talk exactly. and then you have a drink and then go have another one a, s- a snack here is a whole meal. yeah eatertainment mm-hmm. is right. another way to look at it <laughs> right like it's something to do you want to taste all this different stuff mm, i mean it's not literally. just about enjoying the meal and even socializing it's like Eating a new thing is like hearing a new song or seeing a painting mm-hmm. or something like that. Right. So much good um, food here. It's amazing the restaurants that just keep popping yeah. up, which is great. I think it's fantastic because, I mean, yeah. I don't, I'm not a big cooker, so I eat out all the time. Cooker. Even yeah. though you said cooker. Right. <laughs> like I am not a stay-home and cook He's also big on grammar. Right. I am not a stay-home and cook person. Right. Right. So, yeah. And, uh, but no, it's uh, it's great. I mean, even just the easy it's places. It doesn't so have to be better. all fine. I mean, great. The fine dining places are great, but I mean, oh, yeah. just burger places well, that pop up. that's what's sort of up. filling oh, in. That's yeah. like awesome. all this in-between stuff is really filling in because I yeah. feel like there, there was sort of like cafe or a po' boy shop and then there was like the fine dining mm-hmm. sit down tablecloth waiter but there's a lot more of this like pop in get something really great oh, yeah. fresh ingredients and I don't know Orleans could use a little bit of that fill, mm-hmm. filling in of that of that space you know what's a killer now too and it, it, I, I love it and I'm a big I'm a big food person um Sunday brunch or Saturday oh, brunch. Yes. The only problem is every time someplace gets popular. Oh man! Um, I, I mean, the wait I'm sorry. Like, I can't wait. I, I, I mean, I will not wait that long for an eggs. hour, hour and a half. Like especially <laughs> yeah. like I'm Ruby Slipper. Well, oh, oh heard of that place. I live in Mid City, so Humanity. it's. It's like you a two-hour. Wait, it's fantastic. Mid, how many mid-city people we got in here? Whoop, whoop. One, two, three. Well, we're Broadmoor, so we're well, like, you've yeah, been fair to mid everything. On Banks, biscuit and buns yes. on Banks. Oh it's my almost God. as good as the Ruby uh, Slipper. They, they have yeah. a waffle the with problem. brie and a blueberry compote. Ooh. Wait, I'm sorry. What was it's that? Not, a waffle. No well, now there will be. No, now there's a line. Remember that place. We're going there. Yeah, it's on. It's right across from. It's right there from Jesuit High School on the same side. I know you're in Bywater. Oh, is it across from Bank Street Bar? Yeah. Yeah. Packed now. Yes. Is like you're gonna wait 30 minutes yeah. to get your breakfast sandwich. Now you have to get a sneaky pickle or horns. 
You just oh, make yeah. the rounds. Yeah. Tap a so horn. So what do you get yeah. at uh, uh, Ruby? She used to babysit me back in the day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I hope she's listening right I now. <laughs> Trevor's so one's good. And, and have you make... Uh, right. Cause I'm going to age her on the radio right like here. Like you used right. to yeah. do. Right. Yeah. <laughs> a long time ago, she would babysit me and my brother. That's really funny. Yeah. Nice. Um, at Ruby Slipper, we usually... I mean, we... I think we've probably tried everything oh. there. Because we go, we have been to every location. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the one in the Bywater is also awesome until everyone found out about it. I'm then. looking for some good hash browns. Who has good hash browns oh. around here? Okay. Wow. Well, Cap Horns has good hash browns. Do they? Yeah. Are they the shredded hash browns? Good chicken oh, and waffles. No. Yeah, they're shredded. You're, they're shredded. Uh, what? Uh, not, Where? No breakfast need, potatoes. Okay, I need some shredded hash browns in yeah. my life. Yeah, extra crispy. Oh, yeah. I love yeah. them extra crispy. Stop it. You're just talking dirty now. You know, yeah. shredded hash browns, I immediately think Waffle House. Yeah, Waffle House does, you, you know. what place does, does really good brunch right now, too, is Mazzato. They just opened oh. up right there by the Pontchartrain yeah, Expressway. Right, right, yeah, right, Actually, uh, they're the creators of Zia's yes. and Semolina's actually oh, wow. made Mazzato. Yes. And they have a good happy hour special as well. Well, they're Sunday brunch. Yesterday. It, the mm-hmm. best thing about that is I'm sure in six months I'm going to eat my words here, but <laughs> it's it's fantastic but the only thing is it's kind of like people are just finding yeah, out about it so out. in six months they'll probably be an hour wait I got know, a mid-city secret for you 12 mile limit has brunch oh I know where it is I know where that 12 is 12 mile limit the bar has brunch the do weird, they? they do and they have coffee and then they also will always have like a coffee themed cocktail their brunch is, is good it's like a biscuit and then it's sort mm. of a build your own Certain you can get pulled pork on it Ooh, and an egg. Wow, and I like, like that. Yeah, it's nice. I'll also say Hi Hat right there mm-hmm. oh, has yeah. the best chicken and waffles I've ever Girlfriend, had. Girlfriend, don't you they, dare! They make their own fried. <laughs> chi- I mean, is that fried chicken amazing? I feel like I'm on a keychain with Sarah that saying these catchphrases. It's right, like I know. Six buttons. She's like, girlfriend, don't you dare! Like just push it. She can say it. Like, I'm actually coming out with one of those <laughs> in a couple be, months. It'll be at Walmart. Right. It's like it's like the automated sidekick, right. you know. Or an app or something where it's just like Sarah's like this with her hand on her hip. Girlfriend, don't you dare do the. I'm gonna jump in there. Do the snap. The little like, girlfriend, don't you. You know what? You know what's most dangerous dining is though. Let me just tell you. For those of you who live in Mid City, Mm. Bud's Borough City Park Avenue is up 24 hours. So if you didn't know know that and you're going home at. Two in the morning. Yes, it's dangerous when you drive by and go. God, those I've, cheese fries would just taste uh, so good. Yeah. So good. Why it's is so it that that one too. is bed, the best one too? The one by Delgado. Yes. The one, yes. The yeah. one by Twenty-four seven. We have the one over on um, Calhoun, and it's just not as good as that yeah. one. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest. The so only bad. time I've ever experienced Bud's Broiler. Two, three in the morning after maybe some F and M's or Bruno's or something, and <laughs> you wake up and there's just burgers everywhere and fries. Like, what and like Twenty people spending the night at your house, like, and you're like, oh. What? You met them all at Bud's Broiler. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you invited <laughs> them all in. There's a couple like, homeless guys. Guys, guys, let's let's there's a drag queen. Uh, everybody, let's share this meal together. You know, right. let's really yeah, they, they, share it. No, enjoy. it's great. It's, I mean, it is good, right? You gotta so. have this 24-hour place. Camellia Grill, amazing 24-hour. Never been there. Always packed. Never always packed. I mean, yeah, there's always Taco Bell too. Yeah, no, uh, we have to I'm be. I'm joking. Like, oh, not really. But you don't no, like Camellia Taco Bell. Girl. I like Camellia Girl. No, I like it all. I think it's great. I it's love all. Camellia it's girl. all great. It's great. It's all yeah. Well, they had to. They had the Camellia Girl in the corner, but then they had to change the name to like, the Grill because 
over litigation, but it's yeah. still there. I don't think that one's 24 hours, though. I no, think it, I think no. it closed at like 2 a.m. The one on Carrollton's the only. Do you yeah, know what restaurant opened up across from the gr- the old Camellia Grill in the quarter of the grill? The grill. Doris Metropolitan. Huh. Have you been there yet? Uh-uh. No. Great. Uh-uh. Great. What kind of food? Like a, like a high-end steakhouse. Oh, actually, I was just It's the old Alpine, which was in the quarter yeah, forever. Yeah, forever. Which, but I never went. Did you, you ever go to the Alpine? Yes, because I didn't go live right across the street, oh. so we would order it nonstop <laughs> because they had specials. I know, I am too. Like a chicken sandwich Right, like, but yeah. it is they gutted this. Whoever owns it did a fantastic Beautiful job, and I saw it was voted like in some magazine. I don't know if it was Gambit or one of the local publications as best new restaurant, and it is wow. it is very it's deserving. Great. I gotta yeah. say though, I want some of these rundown places to stay, like especially in the French Quarter. It's yeah. important to me that that yep. that some of the more rundown like stuff kind of stay. Yeah. you know, mm, yeah. I don't know because everything you have to. it has a good character. Old time. Hey, yeah, that and Johnny's for the people Bo-boys. who work. Johnny's Bo-boys. Bo-boys. That's great. Right. That's exactly. an institution. Exactly. Oh my god. Exactly. Or like beef. the yeah. oh, I'm it. craving so many things right now. I know. I have <laughs> yellow, <laughs> like a crazy person. Uh, Crescent City <laughs> Steakhouse. Oh yes. Okay, yeah. I'm going there for the first time with my boyfriend for his birthday. Is it good? Tonight, it's great, great no, ambiance. It's week. awesome, like classic steakhouse. It's old school. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. It's like you walk back in time. That's what I was yeah, telling yeah, him. I was like, with uh, curtains. Yes, yeah, it's like a mafia night. They give you the That's French bread, saying, the though. French bread with the butter light. It's uh, great. You so. walk in, I there's some old guys. I love that. There's like a mob scene in the bathroom. And that's what I mean. You've got to build that over time. Like a new restaurant can have a scene, but they can't like... You can't just renovate your way into old timers, which yeah. are actually no. such yeah, a part yeah, of the yeah. ambiance. Yes. Oh yeah, the conversation Absolutely. you get to overhear, like you say, the characters, like the guys with the with the tie thrown right. over the neck, so they can. Well, part enjoy of the reason you go to a restaurant is for the food, but a lot of people like the characters, yeah. the charm, the mayor, oh, yeah. the owner, oh, the totally. waitress, or the waiter. I mean, you know, that's part of the fun, and that's why you go consistently. Totally. I love too just the performance of a restaurant. Like I kind of at a certain point in me will just sort of sit back and like I love watching the kitchen. Yeah. I love watching the waiters working the room. I love mm-hmm. watching just like the flow of food coming out and plates being cleared and new people sitting yes. down and like the whole just like yeah. cinematic experience yeah. of like watching a restaurant work. If people have ever worked in the service industry too, you totally get a different appreciation for it. You get to like you I mean, yeah. even if it was a long time ago, you get to like remember, like, oh yeah, you know. I would love to sit down period. with a meal for y'all. <laughs> y'all. <laughs> I mean, this group right here, y'all yeah. are all about food, and I love you guys. I feel like I could literally I talk about food right all now. day long. Yeah. <laughs> well, I we're know. gonna ask you to do something else before you get too starving. Okay. Do you have any songs about food? Oh man. Oh, maybe that you sing to your child. <laughs> if not, we'll take whatever you have prepared. I don't, but What'd I you have rehearse a song back prepared. in that bathroom, yeah. Darcy. What's your child's name, first of all? Elliot. Elliot. Oh, okay. that's awesome. Uh, like Pete's Dragon. Yeah, yes. oh. Elliot David Boy. Of course, and like it's from E.T. E. Right. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. We had a really hard Wait, time coming up with a boy name. Oh. I was sure I was having a girl. Huh. Hands she down, I was cool. having a girl. And what would her name have been? Cecile. Okay, I like that. We're mm, still, like she that. might come one day. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> keep the name on the back. We went to the, the, you know, we went to the ultrasound and I was like, here comes the girl. And then they're like, do you see that? And I said, uh-oh. <laughs> would be a penis. <laughs> <laughs> and we got one of your Hey-o. catchphrases for that. <laughs> <laughs> Featuring. Uh, we got. Oh, girlfriend, no. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dare. 
<laughs> so song. Okay, let's what do, do a song. What do y'all want to do for us? We're going to do a little I, fun little reggae ditty. I have, a, ditty. I have Ooh. an idea. Ooh, I like Why that. don't we let them pick? Whoa. I don't like oh, that. Yeah, we have a oh, no, no. They have let's do reggae. We have a song prepared. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yes, we okay. work so hard in that bathroom. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we don't want to know about it. <laughs> I wish we could all go in the bathroom right now because hey. it's not in there. Let's do it after the show. Next time. (laughs) And y'all can clap to this. going y'all
Live beautiful. fade. Live fade. I think the clapping award goes to my man right yeah, here. Yeah, no, I was off beat. <laughs> <laughs> you, you had it. I was just following these two. Sarah and Eve. I, I was like, I was like, okay. Poor little thing. In between, never learned how to clap. Yeah, no. You're never off here. My rhythm skills are never off here. That's never off here. Although, if you heard of this guy working in the music business, somebody somebody brought me to a concert like three weeks ago. And the guy was on the cover of Rolling Stone. I mean, it's not my cup of tea, but it was interesting. G Easy. Have you heard of this kid? Hello. No. G E A Z Y. Oh, I have heard of him. Tell us about it. He him. went to Loyola, oh. and apparently he's like the next big thing in rap. Yes. And, I have I mean, heard of him. But he had a concert at Republic, and it was really cool. He uh, apparently was at Loyola, and I think he's like he's 27. Like in the dorms. Well, well he, they, they had like an open mic night or something. Well, he, he played lives at, next to Chris, well, our right. engineer. Right. In the dorms. Right. In the dorms. He lived next but to he Chris. Played, he apparently played at, uh, he played at Republic all the time. So when he came back, I guess House of Blues wanted to get him. Oh, and he's but he like, apparently no, no, told no. him, no, like, no, I'm doing Republic because they were the ones that when I was, you know, up yeah. and coming and I was a kid. It was a great thing when he said it's like, well, because let me tell you, it was a madhouse. I was joking. I go, hopefully no fires or anything break out it was because... Crazy. It is packed in here. Wow. Yeah, um, and that, I know that space well we were, from yeah. when it was Howlin' Wolf. Right. right. We were eating no at Root Next Door, and somebody goes, hey, we got three extra tickets, so me and two friends went. Yeah. And we're like, oh, this is wild. I mean, every, uh, look, the average age, I mean, I'm 39, the average age was probably 18 to 24. <laughs> but it was just, I mean, They're like, everybody, who invited they, they, their they, uncle they, right, right. <laughs> Who are those guys in the corner over there? Right. <laughs> who are those but, old uh, creepers? Right. But, uh, <laughs> but it was, it was like, they knew every word. He, your, 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 your guy, he may My know boy, every word. Here, Chris. They knew every word, and it was like everybody was into it. I'm like, wow, it was a good so show, was a though. Good concert? Yeah. So you love G Easy. Well, I've become a fan, yes. I may, have, I may have iTuned a couple of songs. So. Yeah, and that's perfectly acceptable. Some are not suitable for radio, radio unless you have radio edited versions, I think. Well, right, uh, like, right. This is right. the joy of podcasts. Again, right. we can sort of, you know, break the rules here, but I won't Did ask you. Did you want to rap one? Uh, there's no chance of me rapping. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like when you grow up in New Orleans, too, people expect that you're musical, yeah. that you dance, that you, like... You know, cook exactly, and like these yeah. things are simply not necessarily true, right? right? So right. you know, you don't this, have to. This is true. You don't have to like be able to get down just because you're from New Orleans. I right. agree. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, you can kind of stand there and watch. Right. right. Well, and I think New Orleans is an awesome town for audiences. Like people always talk about. Um, how we have all these amazing performers, and we do, but great performers are made with great audiences. People totally. who participate, yeah. who clap, yeah. who dance, who appreciate, who come out even. People go Another out reason yeah. why we missed New Orleans so much when we were in Austin. Huh, yeah. yeah. In Austin, every person there is trying to be a rock star. Yeah. And it was just all performers, so, no audience. You know, it's so hard to start over in a in a place like that. Right. So we were so happy when we came home. I mean, we we always have great crowd here, so yeah. it's great. Don't you think it's a great people watching city too? I mean, oh my gosh. especially <laughs> yes. like I had some people I was with for I, I do the red dress run every year for mm. better or for worse, mm -hmm. and yes. I mean yeah, like we were at I think Lafitte's Blacksmith Shop, and these people were like I don't want to go, I just want to keep standing here. Yeah. And watching totally. everybody, parade. watch the world the go by. Right. I mean, it's just right. That some of the people watching events yeah. that we have. I mean, hell, you can go to a Saints game this Sunday and sit oh, there yeah. and Costumes. people watch. Oh, it's great. I and mean, even everybody cooking, dresses right. up. The oh, tailgating, yeah. people right. get serious Jambalaya, about the food gumbo, before they go. Right. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. amazing. You can go out there and just people watch. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Everywhere. Anywhere. Anywhere. You'll be driving around. I saw a guy with a probably two-foot mohawk the other day just walking down the street. 
Nice. You never see the mohawk. And you could ask him about it too. You could stop him and ask him about it and talk to him. Like it would all work out fine. Mm -hmm. You know, you'd have a nice little moment. I feel like if you come home at the end of day in in New Orleans and you have nothing to talk about, then then that's you're not doing something right Right. because you will see something here every day that has nothing to do with work. I love that you can go to the grocery store and when you go, the girls like, "Hey, baby, how you doing today?" Like you, you have a whole conversation. Like I think this is your last. Honestly, that is an asset. Like the 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 sweetness and the spontaneous ability to interact with people should be factored into the economic value of New Orleans. Totally. <laughs> it's true. So it's yeah. part of the quality of life, yeah, you know? Yeah, it is. I mean, it's, there's no way around it. It just makes things more enjoyable. Everyday things, yeah. if they're going to take longer, okay, fine. you got to wait in line at the post office longer than you might. But if you're going to hear five interesting conversations, I mean, especially for certain professions, I feel like that's going to that's gonna add to the value of your work. If you're a writer, if you're a mm-hmm. songwriter, you're a creative person that is like part of your work to just be in the city and participate in it yeah. in that way yeah, totally. absolutely, absolutely. Well, I'm curious how you feel about movement in New Orleans Heather do you see people like the way they move in New Orleans and get inspired by that in any way <laughs> from the drunken uh, stumble to uh, the absolutely. Sunday stroll <laughs> <laughs> that is such a great way to put it uh, I mean yeah it's everywhere everybody's moving I, I've never been anywhere else where just bars will be dancing you know and nobody cares I danced with this 90s year old dude in, in a bar the other night <laughs> nice came. seems like Did you're attracted to you? the 90 year old men it was amazing and he was just making his rounds around all the ladies and uh, yeah and also there's a nice dance community here I, I, I go to dancing grounds um, you know, two, three I times a week. It's the studio so on, on St. Claude, right? Yeah. And they have classes and performance. Yeah. yeah. Nice. They have a twerk so. it, work it class. I take wow, that. <laughs> have you been? Not yet, but I, I plan Wait to. Wait a second. I want to come. Okay, let's fun. go. I'm serious. Twerk I want to go. Work it, work it, work it. Yeah. I saw Big Frida for the first time a couple oh, months ago. Oh, yeah. I'm so jealous. Yeah. I've been wanting to see Big Frida. Was How awesome. was it? Awesome. I mean, I was entertained. Was it a show? Or it was, was at like the a... Civic Theater, which okay. was great. It was for the Millennial Awards thing. Oh, and yeah. uh, she played, or he played afterwards. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, it was it was great. Yeah. So. Entertaining, I'm sure. <laughs> People are getting it. So. People are trying to move in that way. Some people should not. I agree. Yeah, but I agree Big Frida can do it, and all the people on uh, stage. But some people are like, she I brought, probably I should. She brought not. some crowd participation. Yeah. Some of these people, if they want to do it, just do it in the privacy of your own home. <laughs> did you try to twerk it? No, there was no did chance. Did you do a little there tiny little zero? Just zero. a little twerk. Zero. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. No booty shaking Nothing. at all. Nothing. Man, we need to get you liquored know, up more at the Frida concert. <laughs> Sometimes that makes it worse. You never right. know. That's true, true. It's like, you know. Yeah. You, still you wouldn't want to see me twerking it anyway. Even if I tried, it would not be uh, Sometimes too much confidence experience. is a bad thing. Right. You know? Yeah. We need to tone it back. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. You can, I feel like one great thing about being a certified grown-up is that you get points <laughs> for, for going home early and being responsible or you get points for staying out you're like oh, either way you can play it either way and it's like you know they're like good, good. isn't two to six is kind of like no man's land now I've right i've heard this theory and i think i agree with it 2 a.m to 6 a.m it's like the witching time i think for anyone <laughs> over 35 you know i'm 36 i, I can't do it anymore 
it's got to be a good unless reason. I'm playing it's a game. It's got to be a really good reason. Yeah, if yeah. It, yeah, it has to be a real good reason. But if you do it, do you feel kind of proud? Like, like Absolutely. you know, you could say it either way. You could say like, I was good. I went, I went to bed. Before I'm gonna midnight. say this or, is really pitiful. The other night we stayed up till three playing Scrabble, and we were like, man, we we, we partied tonight. This was awesome. We totally stayed up late. I love that. Killed the Netflix night. Netflix till three. It was great. I, love I know. Till three. I'm a grandma. I go to bed 8 30 9 o'clock I like a good eight nine hours of sleep I do too you know of course you get up real early then right you just get up at five when the other people are coming well, coming the, in with a two-year-old oh, you have to get up at early you're training so. him for something I don't he's training you he's training me <laughs> yeah I need to get him on that musician schedule yeah. as a teenager having a, a, a son who's a teenager do you feel like you need to give him this real New Orleans-y experience and like let him experience nightlife and go to parades and stay out late and all that uh <laughs> yeah he's kind of taking care of that himself um, at first I was a little bit protective and, and worried but I just you know I let it go uh, he's he's got a gr- good group of friends everybody's involved in it you just feel like people are looking for out for each other mm-hmm. uh, in an interesting way even though I always hear it's dangerous but firsthand experience is not it's been it's felt really good. Really it's safe. felt good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, speaking of staying up all night, we're not going to be able to stay up all night here in the happy hour. We are coming to the end of our show. Uh-huh. It has been a great ride. Anything weird out the window? Anybody? You got that guy. Mid song. There was that guy. Mid song. Yeah. That guy. And, and Graham's got something over here. She's handing out. I don't know what it is. It's like a. It's like oh, some hangover destroyer. Hangover destroyer. <laughs> Drink really? it before you go out partying. Oh my gosh. Amazon. Natural cinnamon flavor. It's free of gluten and caffeine. I'm terrified of it. Hangover destroyer. I feel like I should have a night just to go get wasted to try this. Right, exactly. We haven't had nearly enough to drink to need this, but in case of emergency, we have our hangover destroyer. And um, I don't know, I feel like. Uh, I'll keep it in my car. Yeah. <laughs> Please drink responsibly. If you get pulled over, just be like, listen, no, I'm fine. I'm prepared. In fact, I have my hangover I, destroyer. I, I, uh, I just drank okay. this. I'm fine. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I'm in. What is up with the drive through daiquiri? I know we're out of time, but I know, I, I'm, I know. that is the craziest thing I saw. The craziest thing, the drive through daiquiri? Yeah. Documentary um, subject. Craziest. Investigative right, report right, on the drive through Slash best. Don't drink and drive, but here you go. Horrible. It's, it, as long yeah. as you don't put the straw in, All right. you're good. To go. So this is right. a perfect example of, of the convoluted yeah. legal uh, maneuverings of New Orleans. Right. <laughs> Where the law is a character in and unto right. itself. Right. <laughs> the legal code. We're going to find out an answer for you, Heather. We're, we're going right. to get to the bottom of how Let that's possibly legal. Um, but in the meanwhile, we're going to take off. Well, before we go, I have hours. to plug, because my band will kill me otherwise, that plug if you're in. in New Orleans, come to House of Blues... Saturday, uh, September 26th, next, next Friday, and come see us. Right. Any other In the Voodoo Gardens, and then October 4th as well, we'll be at House of Blues. Any other performances, events to plug? My people's here on the happy hour. Covington Brew House, delicious Clubbing beer. Tomorrow. I'm taking them all. All comers. <laughs> Seven all, days all, a week. All pitches welcome. Nice. All pitches welcome. Um, performing anywhere sometime uh, soon? Yeah, I'll be performing at LASM in Baton Rouge on the 6th of November to open up the exhibition for Prospect. Oh, nice. great. Very lovely. Watch WDSU. You're performing yeah. all the time. WNO. Oh, right. 
don't have much choice. Four, yes. five, six, and ten every day. So. <laughs> As a matter of fact, just keep your station on it the whole time. Keep your dial right, on it the whole time. Right. Just keep totally. keep it on channel six and keep right. your radio on eighty nine point nine WWNO, and you will have you everything Works you need perfectly. to know coming into your ears and your eyeballs. Perfect. Perfect. Um, and when you need a little break from the news, check out these people's fine products of dance, music and brew house. Yeah. Thanks so much. Our producer is Graham DePonte. Associate producer and technical director is Chris Kehoe. Music director is Chris Unruh. Music coordinator is Joshua Brown. The theme was written and the music you're hearing played right now is from Mitch Foreman. The theme was written and is being played by Mitch Foreman. The fabulous audio quality of this show is brought to you in part by PreSonus Audio Electronics. For information about their wide range of sound recording equipment and software, visit www.presonus.com. If you'd like to be on the show, drop us a line. Our address is on our website. It's neworleans.com. Check out, our other, check out our other happy hours and other live shows, Out to Lunch with Peter Raschuti, live at Commander's Palace, Mindset with psychiatrist Dr. Nick Pejic, True to the Game with Chris True, Midnight Menu Plus One with Margot Moss, and The Man Who Ate New Orleans, Ray Kanata, and Louisiana Eats with Poppy Tooker. Keep up with us on Facebook, on Twitter, and a whole bunch of other time-sucking social media where It's New Orleans on all of it. You can find photos from this show on itsneworleans.com and Facebook. Those are taken by Douglas Engel. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Stitcher, Swell, or some other podcast app, thanks for subscribing. Take a minute to rate and review us. That helps other people find us. We're recording live today at Wayfair on Ferret Street. Again, that's home of handcrafted food and spirits where they put fine dining into a sandwich. Happy Hour is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com. I'm Eve Tro, in for Grant Morris.